On today's federal newscast, the agency in charge of union relationships no longer has one with its own employees' union. We get a look at what effects the government shutdown had on the IRS at the beginning of tax season. And how U.S. Customs is preparing for the holiday rush of flowers. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. The agency designed to ensure other departments are bargaining in good faith with their federal employees' unions is ending its relationship with its own union. Federal Labor Relations Authority Chairwoman Colleen Kiko is no longer acknowledging the Union of Authority employees. Union President Fernando Colon says Kiko made the decision in December. The union says it bargained on behalf of FLRA employees for 40 years, and it shows a fundamental policy shift from the Trump administration. Chairs of both the House Homeland Security and Appropriations Committees want to expand collective bargaining rights for Transportation Security Administration officers. Representatives Benny Thompson and Nita Lowy are reintroducing legislation to classify TSA agents under Title V, which would put them under the general schedule and allow them to grieve with a federal employee union. Thompson and Lowy say TSOs would likely earn slightly higher wages under the general schedule compared to their current positions as wage-grade employees. Customs and Border Protection wants you to know the agency is doing its part to ensure a safe Valentine's Day. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. With Valentine's Day comes a rush of imported flowers. The influx is particularly heavy at the Laredo, Texas entry and at Los Angeles International Airport. CBP employs agricultural experts to stop banned plant products like chrysanthemums from Mexico and inspect allowed ones to make sure they're free of bugs or disease. CBP expects to inspect one billion cut stem flowers by tomorrow. I'm Tom Temin. If you called the IRS during the government shutdown and got no answer, don't be hurt. The national taxpayer advocate Nina Olson tells Congress the 35-day partial government shutdown hurt the IRS's ability to answer its phones. During the first week of filing season, IRS accounts management, the agency's primary point of contact for taxpayer questions, answered less than half of its incoming calls, keeping callers waiting an average of 17 minutes. By comparison, the agency answered 86% of calls sent to accounts management in the first week of last year's filing season and only kept callers waiting an average of four minutes. 24 agencies have until May 10th to come up with a plan to become fully interoperable with FOIA.gov. Office of Management and Budget Deputy Director for Management Margaret Weikert says CFO Act agencies should include an estimated cost and time frame of when they will connect to FOIA.gov through an Application Programming Interface, or API. Last May, the Justice Department's Office of Information Policy launched the first iteration of its national FOIA portal, aimed at serving as a one-stop shop for FOIA requests. The Office of Personnel Management will continue to use ID experts to provide free credit monitoring services for victims of the agency's 2015 cyber breaches. The contract started on the first day of the year and runs through June of 2020. ID experts says the contract has a five-year option and is worth over $400 million. OPM by law is required to provide free credit monitoring services for cyber breach victims through 2025. 
Republican Congressman Tom Graves joins Democrat Derek Kilmer as the co-chairman of the Select Committee on Modernizing Congress. Republican leadership named the Georgia lawmaker and five others to complete the 12-person Select Committee. The Democrats named their members in early January. The House tasked the committee to provide recommendations over the next year on an assortment of ways to improve how Congress works. These include staff recruitment and training, back office efficiencies, and technology innovations. Two freshman senators are looking to make being a member of Congress a little less lucrative. Senators Rick Scott of Florida and Mike Braun of Indiana introduced legislation to end taxpayer-funded pensions for members. Braun tells Yahoo News pensions are, quote, archaic, and many people don't even get one anymore. He says members should instead use their thrift savings plans for retirement. A 2017 Congressional Research Service report says there were 611 retired members receiving federal pensions as of October 2016. Senate Armed Services Chairman Jim Inhofe wants a $750 billion budget for the Defense Department in 2020. Inhofe tells reporters he is open to allowing DOD to stuff emergency war accounts with base budget items to circumvent budget caps and reach the $750 billion top line. DOD's budget is expected to be made public in early March. Congress appropriated $684 billion in base funding for the Pentagon in 2019. Senator Inhofe also touches on a proposal to use military funds to build a wall on the southern border. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni explains. Senate Armed Services Committee Chairman Jim Inhofe joins the ranks of other high-profile lawmakers on military-related committees in opposing the use of military construction funds for a border wall. If President Trump decides to declare a national emergency to build the wall, military construction funds could be opened for use. Military construction funds go into building and maintaining bases, barracks, and other defense infrastructure. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith and Ranking Member Mac Thornberry also oppose using defense funds for the wall. I'm Scott Massioni. And DOD takes the wrapping paper off its new Artificial Intelligence Center and strategy. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Joint AI Center, or JAKE, is officially open for business and already spearheading two pilot programs. DOD did a soft launch of the center last June, but with President Donald Trump signing an AI executive order Monday, the Pentagon released a new department-wide strategy and offered the first details about the Jake's priorities. The center is working with an interagency group to apply AI tools to managing wildfires. It's also working with the Special Forces Command on a preventive maintenance effort for H-60 helicopters. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Thank you.